Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Airborne Entrepreneur, and welcome. I would like to introduce you one very special guest today. It's Sharon Gleason. Uh, she's a health coach, and uh, I met her oh, years ago. I can't even remember. I think it was like five years ago, and uh, we just kind of bumped to each other again after a long time. We didn't see each other probably for two or three years. And I'm so happy we reconnected because she had so many things to talk about. She changed a changed lot. She put so much uh, time to education and developing her business. And, and she's absolutely amazing example in health and nutrition. And I will talk about your exercise as well because it's very great. But welcome to my podcast. And I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Alex. I'm really excited. It's actually my first podcast. So yeah, um, thank you so much for yeah, inviting me to have a chat. And yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you very much. Yeah, why I invited Sharon is uh, because she has really long career as a health coach, nutritionist. Like she do, she's doing a lot of stuff around having and living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's the big thing coming up and, you know, work-life balance, healthy lifestyle. We talk about that all the time and we try to fit it into our busy lives, but also, you know, how it is in busy life because you're coming from corporate. So I will probably ask you first to tell us something about your story. Like how did you end up as a, as a business owner and what was before? So before, um, so I actually studied teaching when I left school because I was one of those people who didn't really know what to do. Um, so I sort of fell into that, but kind of wasn't really me. And I was very fortunate that I was offered a graduate position in one of the big financial services firms when I finished university. And that sort of kicked off my career. So, and I, again, I never really aspired to be anything in particular. I guess I was just one of those people who worked really hard um, you know, always put in my best. And, and I guess I was quite fortunate that, you know, opportunities presented themselves to me. So I actually ended up building a career in human resources, but in particular in change management, because I ended up doing a lot of divestments, um, mergers and acquisitions, um, and big corporate restructures, which it, it sort of seemed to follow me. So I ended up um, spending 10 years of those in actual change management and consulting, which I really loved it. And I think what I loved about it, I mean, I look at the common thread in my career, whether it's what I'm doing now, what I originally did, or my corporate career, I, I do really love helping people. And that's probably what, you know, what fundamentally drives me. Um, but I did get to that point, like a lot of people where I was trying to juggle the corporate career. Um, my husband also had a very successful career and we had two girls um, who, you know, lived a very, very busy lifestyle. And, you know, we did make that decision when we had children that I did, I wanted to be there for them. So that was really, really important to me. And so we got to a point where I just was one of those people, like a lot of people, I think, where you get stuck on that hamster wheel, where I just remember, I just felt like I was running all the time. I'd be running into school, dragging them out, driving them, you know, just life was just, you know, really, really full on. And I got to a point where I just thought, I need a change. I just cannot keep doing this. Um, you know, which is hard. Like, you know, you, you either choose to stay on that hamster wheel or you choose to make a change. So I got to a point one day where I thought enough is enough and decided to actually stop and start my own business where I would have a bit more control over my time and, and my schedule. 
That's very interesting that we usually stop ourselves like in that. I don't know. I always said it is, is the age probably around 40. Some people have it around 50s. You know, we, we just realize that that's not life. And even uh, when I'm working for one or two weeks, the way that I don't see my partner, it just feels almost weird. Like we are not actually even together. It's more like just having, I don't know, body living video, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's all just, uh, yeah, just uh, sometimes yeah, being together during the weekend. But I guess when you have kids, that's totally different story because you really want to spend time with them, especially when they need you the most. And it's funny because it actually wasn't when they were younger. That was the easier time. It was more when they were teenagers, to be honest. So I look at people now who are saying, oh, you know, like I need to be around with them when they're babies and they're young. But honestly, and you think that things will get easier as they get older. Honestly, it actually gets harder. <laughs> I always remember Fiona. I think it was Fiona Wood, the Burns um, surgeon, saying, I think she had four or five kids and um, you know she was obviously really busy with the work that she was doing and she said to her kids um, I think you know it's time that we got a nanny and the kids said oh mum we don't need a nanny we just need a taxi driver <laughs> oh my god <laughs> because you know a lot of it was just you know getting your kids you know where, where my children go to school and where they were going to their after school activities yeah. it wasn't possible for them to get there by public transport or and yeah. you know like I guess some of the you know the best times I have with my kids is in the car. When uh, anyone who, who's got teenagers would know that, you know, they're often in their rooms or they're studying or they're out. So I actually really value that time. And I'm kind of coming out the other side of that now. My oldest is at university. My second has only got, you know, less than 18 months left of school. Wow. And actually, you know, that's the one thing that I'm really grateful for is that, you know, I, I could have stayed on that hamster wheel and, just kept on doing that thing or I could have sacrificed my career for my kids and like I did I mean obviously I made changes and I you know I, I do sometimes think what if I had have stayed doing what I was doing where would I be now but um I'm really glad that I did make that change because I'm not the sort of person who would have wanted to just sit around and you know yeah lattes all day and go shopping you know you've got to pay the bills somehow <laughs> um and so I'm glad that I've built something else because, you know, when Emily finishes school next year, I'm actually really excited. I'm excited that I've got something for me that I've been able to build and I've still got, you know, plenty of years left in me where I can, you know, have a great career and, and help lots of people. So I think that's yeah. the other thing too is being able to see that there are different chapters in your life and that sometimes we need to make some changes for that particular season and then that can be different, you know, as as things change in your life as well and it kind of goes the same for health yeah I think that's that's a good point when you think about it like I always said when you think about it like what would happen you know in uh, when, when you would stay I, I probably always said that decision is always good because that will be probably one thing that we will, we will never regret because we'll probably regret the, the things that we didn't decide for or didn't start or didn't try and I think that's, I always admire people when they leave actually the, the corporate job because I was in corporate job as well. And, and I know how comfortable it is to have that, you know, income all the time. It's coming to your bank account. It's not really stress. Like when I was thinking about like what is business and income, when you think about it, the, the first year or two in business are really hard. There is probably, you didn't have that much time as well for family because you were probably building the business. How was that transition for you? Um, I think time-wise it was okay because I was in control of my schedule. So I wasn't probably one of these people who, you know, started their own business and, you know, 
burnt themselves out for the first two years, I actually probably was opposite. I probably started slow and then ramped up. Um, partly because I guess, you know, some of the infrastructure was already there. I think, to be honest, for me, what I probably struggled with was, and, and I don't think I'm an egotistical person at all, but I, I think I did struggle with that whole, what will people think? You know, she's had a really successful career. She's leaving that and she's starting her own business. Like that was probably more what I struggled with was actually other people's opinions and, and thoughts. And, you know, I remember someone saying to me, well, I mean, there's a saying, you know, other people's opinions of you is none of your business, which that's fine. But I think someone sort of said to me, you know, other people don't lay awake at night and worry about the things that you worry about. They've got their own things to worry about. People aren't worrying about what you're doing, um, which was really, really good advice. And, you know, there's some things that you think that you're really grateful for. That's something I'm particularly grateful for because that could have actually stopped me from making a change that was better for me. Other people have got their own lives and what I do is really of no consequence to them. It's me that has to live with the consequences of my decisions and, yeah. you know, the, the things that you have to go through with those decisions that you make. And I think exactly like it's, it's all values and you're like everybody has different perception and always you always make someone not happy. You know, that's always person that is happy and someone is not. That means I always I, I, I was learning that a lot as well because we can't make everyone happy and, you know, everyone think that we did great job. But anyway, like let's jump into that uh, new career that you build up this health business. And I know you're all about health and, and you do a lot of exercise, lots of sports and, and uh, challenges that I still don't understand how you can do this rottenness swim. That's for me still kind of, I don't know, it's a miracle. That's why I was going to ask you about it. It's like how, how you put yourself there. Like I know there are sharks, you know, there's cold water and uh, and you don't know what day, you know, how the weather will be. That means it's quite, it has to be so challenging. That means, can you tell me just a little bit about that? Because I, I will jump straight away up uh, to the health, but I'm curious about this one. <laughs> um, I've always swum. Like, so I think, yeah. you know, when it comes to exercise or sport, you know, everyone's got their thing that they are passionate about. Yeah. Uh, I always swam growing up. And I did have a break actually when I went to university. I stopped for a couple of years and, you know, was just partying and living life. I, I actually um, <laughs> did my aerobics qualification back in the day. So I taught aerobics. That became oh, that's passion. nice. Yeah. I remember that once. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> got the photos to prove it, don't worry. Um, bring back the 80s. Uh, but I actually got some an, an injury and a friend of mine was doing a triathlon and I said, oh, you know, I'll come down to the pool jumped in the pool, swam 2K straight off the bat and just loved it. And I've never stopped swimming since. And I think people think I'm crazy. My idea of stress management, like, you know, some people love to go to yoga for me. I'd rather go and, and do 3Ks in the pool. I just found, find it incredibly therapeutic. Um, but I'd actually moved back from Sydney um, and I was in my 40s. And I think I might have been having a midlife crisis, to be honest. I, I was loving life in Sydney. I came back. I was you know, just struggling to get back into it. My dad also had gotten really sick and passed away. So I was kind of like, I felt like I needed something. I was in it really flat. And I thought, right, I'm going to do a half marathon and do the Rottenest Channel swim. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it was that exercise was what, mo you know, sometimes you need some sort of a Kickstarter to get you out of a dip. And for me, you know, it was, it was, that challenge and in fact I actually did the half marathon before I did the rotten swim I needed to psych myself up for the swim um but yeah I had a friend who'd done it plenty of times she always talked about how it's a great fun thing and it's a great team thing and so 
uh, I had a friend, you know, I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I had a friend who he also wanted to do it. Um, but honestly, that first year was one of the worst years weather-wise okay. that we did. We had a totally inappropriate boat. We had a 40-foot yacht, which anyone who has ever gone to Rottnest or done that, there's so many boats on the water that day. You know, it doesn't manoeuvre easily. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got sick. So, um, yeah, the first year, it was cold. You know, February is normally so hot in Perth. Um, but it was one of the – it was a really, really good mental challenge. And – yeah, the first year we did a time of eight hours, 20 minutes. That's how bad the weather was. And also we didn't have a very strong team. And we sort of finished finished it. And I got on the boat and I said, I am never doing that again. But by the time we'd actually got back to Perth, <laughs> we did it the next year and um, did a really good time um, and, you know, trained better for it, um, made sure we had a strong team, made sure we had the right equipment. Um, and, and all of those things matter. You know, I think we sort of went into it a little bit blindly yeah. um, you know rather than thinking a bit more ahead planning what we needed you know originally we were doing it for fun um you know I don't personally love jumping into the cold water the sharks never bothered me um although the the next year that I did it with my daughter um was one of the years where people did get pulled out with a shark um, but we were ahead and we we actually came third that year but um, so I think because we were so motivated to finish because we were past <laughs> that shark, you know, it motivated us to keep on going. But the next year when I was on the boat and I could see where the shark was in relation to our boat, that's oh. when I was a bit, a bit concerned because the, the previous year I think I thought it's behind us, which is stupid because, yeah. you know, come anywhere. But we were so motivated because we knew where we were coming and that we were doing well. So we just kind of kept on going and, didn't even think about the shark, but the yeah. next time I wasn't swimming and I was on the boat and I could kind of see it all around me. It, it, it was very <laughs> okay. I was thinking about rotten swim now, probably I will just leave it. <laughs> Look, honestly, I say to people, it's probably the safest day ever if you're going to do an open water swim because you know there's a lot of boats and patrols and boats, and the sharks don't really love it anyway. So you're probably yeah. safer than you just, you know, jumping in on a normal day. Yeah, I will think about it that way because I, I still <laughs> want to do it one day. But uh, yeah, a good mental challenge and it, and it is fun. And it, yeah, I guess, I mean, obviously, if you don't swim, it's probably not something you'd enjoy. Yeah. But I like I swimming. Yeah. if you love swimming, I definitely think it, it is something if you live in Perth, it's definitely a good fun challenge. Yeah, my friends, they did uh, Rottnest in Exmouth in the pool. They did. I know that was a lot of like different states, I think, and different different places that were doing the same thing when actually rottenness was happening. They were doing same same times, like same thing all day in a pool. <laughs> that, now that's my ideal, ideal rottenness when we'd be doing it in a pool. <laughs> that would be great. Because <laughs> it's hated. <laughs> and it's no shark for me. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, let's, let's talk about a little bit about healthy lifestyle. If you can maybe tell us what does that mean or like maybe what what is your perception about that healthy lifestyle I think um you know when I talk to a lot of people when it comes to health people focus on diet or nutrition yeah. or they might focus on diet and exercise whereas there's a lot more to it than that so I mean you know there's different views on pillars of health but I guess the way that um you know we look at it is you've got exercise or I like to call it movement because some people hate exercise and so maybe reframing that as movement for yeah. some people can make it seem more 
appealing. Um, so I believe it's, you know, it's about movement, it's moving your body, it's about nutrition, but it's also about, um, you know, a couple of other big factors that people don't think about, which is stress, uh, because stress can play such a massive impact on a lot of areas of our life. It's about self-care and it's also about sleep. But the big thing I think that surrounds all of it for me is mindset. Um, and, and, I, and to be honest with the people that I work with, it's usually, it's usually that that's the thing that we need to work on the most because you can do anything you want, but a lot of the time for people, you know, it's their mindset that will take them out of, you know, leaving work early to go and go to the gym or, or feeling guilty about going and taking some time on the afternoon away from the family on the weekend for some self-care or, you know, whether it comes to sabotaging nutrition or whatever. So it, it, mindset, I think, is a really big factor as well. So for me, health is about more than just, you know, nutrition and exercise. It's about looking at your whole lifestyle and making sure that you've got... And look, there are going to always be times when things get out of balance. Yeah. Um, can't always expect that we'll have a, a balanced wheel, if you like. You know, stress will be higher at some times in your life, but it's about trying to make sure that we can you know, bring, it's okay to get those things out of balance for a while, but we need to make sure we can bring those things back into balance regularly. Yeah. And acknowledge that, I guess, you know, that yes, that happened and don't feel guilty that we, we have a little bit of stress or something happened or we didn't go to gym, just don't punish ourselves. And I, I love what you touch on that, that is really important. The mindset is very important. And I think it's, it's, you're right, it's most important actually, because when you don't have right mindset, and you don't shift your thinking, you, you can't achieve something different because you need to change your strategy if you're doing something wrong and you need to start to exercise that's something new for you. That is all about mindset. And it's funny because it's same in business coaching or leadership coaching, people coming from businesses and they said like, oh, I just need different systems. I just need new system. I said, but you're not going to use your systems because you already have systems. And now basically it's taking us six or five months sometimes to shift that mindset mindset about cooperation and communication and understand actually who is actually doing what and the roles in a in a work or in partnership and it's just so interesting and it's all about mindset people just change mindset and everything is going really well afterwards and you see that big change and i believe that's the same thing that you when you see the change in mindset in health people actually get healthier absolutely i mean so you said it's diet oh sorry it's the diet nutrition um in general nutrition probably exercise or movement mindset that stress management and i know it's a lot like if somebody is very new into that because it's quite hard to probably navigate in you know amount of information then what you will probably recommend and what is your view on let's start with nutrition or diet um, one thing with diet is I think there's people say what's the best diet and there's no there's no one best diet like that so there's a bunch of paradigms I guess that I believe um, one is that there is no one best diet the best diet for you is the best diet that suits your lifestyle because we've all especially these days you know people live such different lifestyles yeah. and different you know beliefs and things around particularly around food you know some people you know, they're vegetarian, we've got vegans, you know, a lot of people have got intolerances, people have different palates as well. Um, and so it's really about finding things that is going to suit that particular person's lifestyle, and also their body as well. And you've got to kind of, I think, experiment and use your body as a, a bit of an experimentation lab, I guess, because, you know, when you talk to when I talk to people about 
foods. And if I say to someone, you know, what foods do you find drain you of energy? And then what foods do you find, you know, give you energy? People generally know. It's just that they often don't stop to tune into their body and think about those things and then make conscious choices sometimes about what they're doing with their nutrition. So really, you've got to understand all of those factors first to be able to then actually help someone yeah. work out what's going to you know, work with them best. But I still find that one of the, the easiest ways to help people is you know, thinking about it, because it doesn't matter whether you're vegan, um, you know, paleo, trying to do ketosis or yeah. whatever. I still love the, the healthy plate. You know, I think just that little mental picture of, you know, trying to fill half your plate with your, you know, non-starchy vegetables, a quarter of your plate with your lean protein, and then the other quarter made up of, you know, your healthy carbohydrates. You know, I mean, we still need carbohydrates. They're really important. They give it, they're a good yeah. source of energy for us. It's just that people often are not choosing making the best choices around the carbohydrates. So more, yeah. you know, your whole grains, your brown rices, quinoa, sweet potato, those kind of things, they're all yeah. great sources of energy and also healthy fats. Again, you know, there was a period, I think it was in the 90s where people were really like low fat, but um, we need fats. Like they're really important for lots of functions. For, brain. for our brain, for our skin, for insulating our body, um, you know, for a really good source of fuel. So, you know, making sure we've got healthy fats, so your olive oils, your um, avocado, oily fish, um, those kind of things. So for me, I just love that because it's a very simple thing that whether you're going to a restaurant, whether you're going to a lunch bar to organise, you know, lunch or cooking yeah. at home, we can actually really easily implement that into whatever lifestyle because someone who's vegan can use that because you just choose a vegan source of protein. Um, so I, I love that. I think that that's a really simple tool and I find a lot of people love that, um, you know, as a simple way of just thinking about how can I put together a hormonally balanced meal so I am getting the nutrients that I need. Yeah, I think that's, it's a, it's a lot that you say right now. And I think that's great wrap up of, of like what we can choose or what healthy stuff uh, to eat. But I will probably just check that or just talk about that a little bit because it's really, really hard in general when you're going, or now when I started to work in Fremantle, for example, in office, I need to look for some food or going somewhere for lunch because I, I get really hungry. Like in the middle of the day, I'm like, I need to eat something. Yeah. And now I just have this hungry rush. <laughs> that means I just need to grab something. But I try to find like healthy restaurants. And the thing is, there is not much. Like yesterday I was in one, I really love that place. It's beautiful. I had one time amazing meal there. And yesterday I was like, I will try something else because they have only like 10 choices. That's all. And I just ended up with this big portion of proteins because I had eggs and actually I had it with chicken and I had bread I didn't touch. And uh, I had some, a little bit of veggie, like really tiny bit of veggie. And I realized that there's still a lot of places that don't do salads and beautiful, you know, beautiful salads. I mean, that is actually nutrition uh, rich, I would say, because all salads are greens and that's all, or it's, you know, like tomato and cucumber, but to have really that, I don't know, beans or meat or whatever it is, like, it's really hard to find the place. That means what do you do for like this kind of, like when you're going to work, for example, or you do a lot of stuff or you're driving around, how you choose to eat or what, what do you do, do it to make it simple and yeah, it's a really good question. And to be honest, that's actually a lot of what I do with people is, is anticipating and planning 
because a lot of people they are and particularly I think around lunchtime you yeah. know that, that's often people are usually at home for breakfast and usually at home for dinner or if they're not you know yeah. restaurants cater quite well it's actually lunch is often the hardest thing for people so um, you know I, I think sometimes taking leftovers is a really good way because that way you can control I often will plan my meals that there's enough that is left over for the next day so that you know you can take that and then be a bit more in control when you're going out you know it, it's a case of I guess looking at a menu trying to find the best option that you can but also to a lot of restaurants are more flexible these days so you know sometimes for example if you know there was a meal that might be you know grilled fish and salad and chips I might just say look would you mind holding the chips and just giving me more salad um, so I think sometimes you can almost ask them to readjust the portions on the plate so it's often just a case of making the healthiest choice that you can um, and yeah sometimes it just means that you know you are a bit stuck but you know then you just I think what happens sometimes then is that people then often use that and that becomes uh, you know the catalyst for oh well that wasn't the greatest choice so then you make an, another bad choice and another and before you know it you know you've gotten off track but you just go you know what I've done the best I could here, so I'm just going to make up for it tonight and, you know, maybe have a smaller plate or have more veggies because I had, you know, a protein overload for lunch. Or <laughs> and I think that's the thing. I think sometimes people, we overcomplicate things, we make things too hard for ourselves. We have to be able to do nutrition around our lifestyle. You know, I know for me, whenever I go away on holidays or whatever, you know, I'll make you know, what good choices I can, but I know that I'm going to have a period where, you know, when I went to Italy for my 50th, I mean, we were eating gelato and pasta and drinking yeah. wine every night, yeah. but I did it for pasta 10 days. Pizza. Yeah, and, and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Um, but I only did that for 10 days, and but I did still make sure I had a really good breakfast. <laughs> um, but And we were walking and so on. But, you know, when I come back, then I get back on to my healthier lifestyle. So we've got to be able to learn. I think what happens is people swing the pendulum. They're either yeah. trying to blow out or they yeah. then go on some crazy thing where they're trying to be really strict and do everything perfectly. And, you know, you, you can't live like that. It's, it, when people are doing this all the time and they go on a, you know, crazy, some crazy diet that they not sustained it. No. Yeah. Or so two things happen. People got, yeah, news, especially news resolutions. That's always the biggest yes. one. <laughs> that's the big they one. Do they do it for three days or six days and, or a week or whatever. And then they just yeah. blow up and, you know, go off the rails. Or they push themselves for that 30 days, get great results or eight weeks or six weeks, or whatever they're doing. And then they get to the end of it and go, oh, whew, I've done that. And then they go back to, you know, the, the old habits. Um, because when you see, do something as a challenge, you see there's an endpoint, and you're not actually really looking at creating habits that are going to be able to be part of your lifestyle. And I mean, I've gone through my own journey with that. I used to be someone who um, would obsess over, you yeah. know, exercises. If I didn't do exercise, you know, five times yeah. a week, you know, something was going to happen. <laughs> um, or I, I, know that, I know that feeling. <laughs> I mean, I remember one year going for a run after Christmas lunch. I mean, you know, crazy stuff. And I guess, you know, it's I love that because I can relate to people who are a bit obsessive um, because I've been there myself with exercise and with food um, and, and I've learned how that you can actually go and 
you know, have a, have a holiday and enjoy it, but it's then about getting back on track. Exactly, and have system that you can actually, you already have system that works for you and just come back to the system. And I think a lot of what you're saying is still coming back to that mindset because building the habits and actually be able to sustain them, it's all about that. But I agree, I was saying, and I can see it, see that in a lot of people that they start 30 days challenge, 60 day challenge, 90 day challenge, whatever it is. I, I had four months challenge and it was great. But after that, you just, yeah, you can't sustain lifestyle like that when you like skip everything. You don't have any chocolate. <laughs> or know, any, absolutely. Any <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, for me personally, I like to live my life 80, 20, 80% of the time I'm being really good. Right. Yeah. 20% of the time. Yeah. I'll have a couple of glasses of wine or a gin and tonic on a Friday and Saturday night and I'll eat pizza with my family or. Yeah. You know, and I love that. Okay. And I think that's sustainable. You know, when people, you know, deny themselves, we don't, as humans, we don't like rules. <laughs> we want to be able to break the rules. Um, and so we need to be able to, I think it's actually about exactly what you said. It's about creating healthy habits, um, but also figuring out what do I want for my life when it comes to my health? Like, what do I want to be able to do? Is it about, you know, having the energy levels to get through the day? Is it yeah. about feeling good, you know, and fit and healthy and vibrant? Is it about feeling good in your own skin? Is it about, you know, sometimes with older people, it might be about, you know, or not even older people. For a lot of people, it's about have I got the energy to keep up with my kids, to kick the footy around with them or get down on the floor and play with them, you know, when for the grandchildren and so on. Like, yeah, is, is that important to you? Do you want to actually be able to live your life to the fullest but, and not be, you know, held back because you haven't got the energy to do the things that you want to do or you haven't looked after your body and it's inflamed yeah. and you're in pain and you can't, you know, get about um, or, you're, or you're carrying extra weight that's making it harder to do the things that you want to do. I think yeah. you need to figure out. And when you've got a strong why or, or you, it's the person that you become, like for me, I'm just a fit and healthy person but I still enjoy my life, but, but that's who I am. And, and the, the habits and the lifestyle that I've adopted now fit into that, but it's not about having some strict diet. It's about it being a part of who I am and, you know, falling in love with being the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that's so important. I will probably, because a few things just came up when you were talking and I was thinking like, yes, I had, I let it slip away, you know, to really take care of my food because I was too busy and I had too many coffees and all that stuff. And But after a few months, I realized that I have anxiety from coffee. Like I actually felt really like somebody is actually sitting on my chest. And I thought like, okay, I worked too hard. Probably I'm going to have heart attack or something. I was already creating stories about that because I was, I, I get scared because it felt really strange and I didn't have any idea it's coffee. But after, after a few months, I was like, okay, I need to change something. And I was putting on the weight, but I was not eating that much, but I was always eating in the evening. And I never, ever eat in the evening before. Like I was not a big dinner person. And that was what my partner told me, but it's not good. I'm trying to get back. And I realized the last few weeks I did um, create some kind of plan. I said, look, um, the first thing what I want to change because I can't change everything. I'm really bad with that. But I stopped drinking coffee for a few weeks. And that actually helped me so much. I actually I calmed myself down. 
And I just felt so amazing. And yesterday I, I met one guy and he said, oh, I'm drinking, oh, he was drinking chocolate, hot chocolate at breakfast. And I was like, oh, chocolate for breakfast. He was like, I can't touch coffee because I actually, like I feel anxiety and, and actually really bad. And I was like, that's interesting. Like people actually saying that now. Then it's probably that's something like just have a look on one thing. And I prepare my food and last two weeks, I realized last week, just one week of preparation actually, uh, you know, and I don't need to eat big dinner now because I have actually some food during the day. And it's actually nutrition, like full of nutrition and it's quite healthy. And I didn't feel hungry in the evening and I lost two kilos straight away after after week of just eating normal again. That means I, I love what you say, just really think about it, what you want, how you want to feel, start with outcome and end of mind and in end of mind. Because it's I think it's so important to know where we're heading in general, especially in lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. That means if that's you think, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, go. Um, I think that's one of the things, you know, like a lot of people will plan for their career, they'll plan for their finances. They'll plan travel, maybe not so much now, but we plan for a lot of those things. But I think health is not something most people plan for. They don't actually stop and think, yeah. what do I actually want for myself? Yeah. Am I on track with that? Or, you know, am I not on track with that? And also too, I, I love what you were saying about, you know, coffee and things like that. Because again, a lot of people don't really tune into their body. They might know that they're not feeling great, but they don't actually really stop to think about what is that? What's with that? Um, and I was very similar, actually. I was a, I loved a coffee at 10.30 in the morning and at three o'clock before I'd go and pick up the girls from school, I'd have one as well. And I, I actually started to feel like in the afternoons, it was making me feel a bit agitated. I was getting a bit of the heart palpitations. And I thought, you know what, I'm not sure this is actually really serving me anymore. And coffee is one I often chat with people about because I think with some of those things like coffee, um, I'll always say to people, all right, like, let's just talk about coffee. Like, why, why are you drinking coffee? Is it because, you know, that's just the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Is it because you're using coffee as a way to have the energy to get through the day? Is it because you're not eating? And so you're using it as a way of, you know, feeling full or just, again, just giving energy to get through the day? Is it you love the taste and you just really enjoy having that coffee? Or is it because it's just a, a mindless thing that you do every time before you go to a meeting you just have one, you, you know, like I know, I know for people and I'm the same, I do a lot of meetings. Um, I could be drinking a lot of coffee every day. So I've even started like today um, for a meeting I'm going to, because it's a beautiful day, we're actually going to go for a walk yeah. um, and talk. And you know what, that that's a good, you know, alternative to, I guess, sitting and having a coffee. But I guess what I say to people is think about, are you happy with what you're doing with coffee? And, you know, is it, that maybe there are some other reasons that you're using coffee where maybe you could make a healthier choice. I would never say to someone, don't drink coffee, but I think, you know, if it's a habit and you're just doing it mindlessly, or if you yeah. know that it's not really serving you, particularly for people who don't have breakfast and they're just having a coffee and, or they're using it as a way of basically replacing eating, um, yeah. that's not a, a healthy habit to have. And then it's maybe asking someone if they're open to exploring some other options so that they can have the energy to get through the day um you know without just using coffee as a quick fix yeah it's interesting yeah i definitely had the time that i was using coffee instead of food because i didn't have time for breakfast and coffee was the just quick fix and yeah that's right and i think just that habit again we're going back to mindset 
when you're sitting down and going for meetings, like you said, like I, when I had four meetings, I had four coffees and, you know, I was struggling afternoon and it's actually not giving me energy. It's actually helping me to lose energy. I don't know why, but coffee never really gave me energy. I yeah. never felt that way. That means definitely for me is not to have coffee to get energy, but it's interesting. I was thinking it's giving me energy until I actually started to really think about it and testing myself when I don't drink coffee, how I feel. And I felt first week when I stopped drinking coffee, like first two days were like, oh, my habit, you know, it's, it's gone. But probably one week in, I felt more energy than ever. And I, I really felt that, you know, clear, clean energy. I don't know how to even exp explain that. I felt like that's me and I'm healthy and I have energy. And, and it was weird <laughs> because I always thought that it's coffee. That means it's more, maybe just investigate, like you said, you know, stop doing something or maybe change something or think about that. And, um, I like to think about, you know, things when it comes to health and particularly around nutrition is you don't take things away. It's maybe replacing it. So, you know, with coffee, for example, if someone's drinking five cups a day and they want to cut down, I don't say stop drinking coffee or you can only have one a day. One of those cups of coffee start with maybe replacing it with water or sparkling water or tea or, tea, yeah. or you know, something else. So it's about swapping you know if people eat chocolate i'll say well instead of having a chocolate how about having something that still tastes good but a healthier alternative so i think if we can replace the habits with something else um that's a much easier way for people to make change than just kind of and i think that's the thing when people people go oh gosh you know like there's all these rules and i can't do this and i can't do that that's yeah. when people don't love it it's about you know explore like you said you know i mean i never thought i would stop drinking coffee yeah. um but i did I was sort of, when I did my first rodeo swim, I wanted to get my body as healthy as I could. And so I decided that I would. And I mean, I had a massive, massive, massive withdrawal headache for about two days, um, you know, as your body gets rid of all those toxins and adjusts and stuff. But I was a little bit like you when I came out the other side after a week. Um, yeah, a lot clearer thinking. Um, and, not, you know, it doesn't mean I couldn't have gone back to having a coffee a day if that's what yeah. I wanted to do. Um, I just lost the taste for it. And I just found other things that I enjoyed more. Yeah, so, yeah coffee, too much coffee can put a you know a drain on your adrenals um yeah. and also because when people are using it as an alternative for food your body's not getting the nutrients that it needs so it's it's always going to make you feel tired because you're not expecting yeah. nutrients into your body that's such so, a yeah. good point that's actually really good what you said because i i know i had uh, the the time that i was very tired i was coming from work and um and i just i couldn't even imagine that I need to still cook dinner for example or I still need to do something or go exercise what I, I was actually always exercising but I just had that time like I was like something is going wrong something is not right and I realized when I was counting the calories that I didn't actually eat enough food that means but I I, I thought because I, I felt full like I didn't you know feel that I need more but sometimes we just don't get enough nutrition I guess that's yeah. also important like we we really need to focus on what we eat and actually how much energy we actually taking because we can't give exactly and I think that's the thing like um you know I was talking to a client last night and he's really into cars and I said you've got to think about your body as you know a high performance vehicle you know car whatever your favorite yeah. car is a Lamborghini or Ferrari or whatever you're not going to put water in your Lamborghini it's just not going to run and you're not going to just put normal you know unleaded yeah. fuel in there either you're going to use the high octane fuel 
for your Lamborghini. And if you want your body to perform like a Lamborghini, you need to put the high octane performance stuff in there, not fill it up with junk or empty calorie, like putting water into your body, not water, sorry, but, but things like coffee or, you know, empty sort of calories it isn't giving your body the nutrients it needs. And I think that's what a lot of people do is they'll fill their body with, and look, I'll be honest, I used to skip lunch a lot of the time. I'd made my kids healthy lunches, um, you know, got their breakfast and everything ready. Um, you know, I'd always make a healthy dinner no matter what. Um, and at lunchtime, I'd be busy. You know, the thought of stopping and preparing food for myself, you know, wasn't appealing. And so I was, I, I would skip lunch because I could get too busy and not want to stop and make it. And then I'd go and I'd be hungry. So I'd grab some rice crackers or a muesli bar. So it's not like I drive through Macca's on the way to school pickup, but I wasn't putting good nutrients into my body. And it's interesting, like I think a lot of people worry, like particularly, particularly people who might be, you know, worried about putting on weight or maybe struggling with their weight when you start to say, look, we're going to eat more. Like I'll often find people who maybe have a goal to lose, you know, a few kilos when you actually ask them to step through their typical day and they tell you they don't eat breakfast and they tell you what they have, you know, for the other bits of the day. As soon as I start suggesting to have three proper meals a day, they get nervous and worried that they're going to put on weight. But what happens is that when you're not putting the right nutrients into your body, so particularly for people who skip breakfast, when you do eat, your body's actually going to hold on to that. It's the, called starvation store mode because your body's going, oh, you know, I've got something here. I need to hold on to that because I'm not sure when I'll be fed next. So rather than going, yeah, no, I know I'm getting a constant source of fuel here so I can just yeah. keep metabolizing. Um, our body hangs on to it and so it, it's not working properly we actually play with our metabolic engine when we do that so actually having three good meals a day if you if you've got that kind of healthy plate um, mentality and you're having the right mix of protein and so on yeah. with your meals as much as you can you actually like I don't find I need to snack very often during the day um, you know, there might be the odd day where the exercise build-up means that I need more, but because I'm getting the right balance of nutrients yeah. with each of those meals, my metabolism works really well. I, I never, ever have counted calories or weighed things or anything. Like people don't want to live like that. It's amazing how simple it can be, um, but sometimes people just have that fear mentality that yeah. if I eat three meals and I'm only eating two at the moment, I'm going to put on weight. Yeah. Most people actually find the opposite. When they start having three meals, they'll end up losing weight because their body is actually metabolizing properly. That's actually something that I saw so many times, uh, so many times as a problem that people actually put on the weight. They actually don't lose the weight, but they don't eat like they don't actually eat and almost nothing. And I know when I was in school, I was like that for a period of the time. I was like, you know, I want to be skinny and you want to lose all weight. And I actually didn't eat much. And I had probably slowest metabolism that I can imagine. Like I just couldn't digest anything. And it, it became, became so hard to digest even small salad or small lunch. That means to really slow down your metabolism that, that way, it can be really, really bad for you. Like it, even to start it again has to be really challenging. Yeah. yeah. And, and yo-yo, that sort of yo-yo dieting we call it where people yeah. do that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it does actually every time you do that you lose part of your you know your metabolic engine let's just call it that 
Um, yeah. And it does make it harder. So, you know, just whereas, and I think that's why if you can just learn how to live a healthy lifestyle, that whole balance, you know, still being able to have a bit of fun. Yeah. Like my whole, my thing is healthy living made simple, easy and fun because we want it to be easy. Like that's the, the, the problem. Like the reason why a lot of people are getting Uber Eats or, you know, going for the quick and easy options and the supermarkets don't make it any easier for us. You know, yeah. every time you go there, everything is pre-marinated, pre-packed, pre Whatever. I know. <laughs> um, and full of, you know, all the preservatives and artificial colours and flavours and sweetness. That's why we go for those options because we're yeah. busy. Um, but so we need to be able to find ways to make it easy to live a healthy lifestyle, but also make it fun because, you know, food and going out and parties and all that kind of thing, it's an important part of, um, you know, our social fabric, yeah. I suppose. And, you know, I think that's the thing is when people feel like they're denied those things, um, they want to rebel. And, you know, nutrition is not just about feeding our stomach. It's actually, there's a feedback loop going on between our stomach and our brain that's telling us if our brain is actually satisfied also with you know, that whole process. And if, if we're not, because we're being too hard on ourselves, then yeah. that's, where, you know, things come unstuck. So I think balance and just something that's simple and easy and still enables us to enjoy life is yeah. the best solution um, for people. I like that. And uh, I can tell with the 30 day challenge that I have um, with you, it was, it's, it's funny because you have 30 days, you kind of get rid of everything, but you also reset your, your body. And afterwards when you finish you're actually happy to go out and, and enjoy the life not like normal but of course like you said uh, keeping the rule 80 and 20 just really 80 percent of the time try to still live that life healthy lifestyle avoid i guess um foods that makes you in, or inflame your body because i think that's the big thing like when when you don't really feel right even though you don't eat a lot I, and I guess they have the choice. Like some people don't like dairy. Some people don't like, you know, bread. Yeah. They know that it doesn't make them feel good. I think just to have that awareness, that's the big thing. But yeah, I, I, look, it's it's so, like probably so many things you can talk about. Like it's such a broad topic. And and I, we still didn't touch on like some exercise. We still didn't touch uh, on uh, other stuff, more in mindset. And we talk a lot about diet and I will probably just ask a few things at the end because I know you do a lot of workshops as well because it's all about stress management, stress management as well. And I, I was on the, your workshop that was amazing, and I think it's great awareness to really understand what is causing stress in general. Like it's not just uh, just stress, like we don't have time, you know, like a time stress or or work stress, but it's also a lot of noise and and a lot of chemicals around. But when you can probably just suggest something very simple when when someone really wants to start this journey and create a healthy lifestyle that is there any like ideas tips that you can share and just suggestion for people that don't have really you know broad knowledge because we we don't really study that we just really need advice that means anything that that come up come up will be great probably for people sure um i think what i like to do is get people to think about just think about where, you know, even if you rate on a scale of one to 10, where am I at with my nutrition? Where am I at with my exercise? Where am I at with managing stress, sleep and self-care? And sometimes what happens is people will be really good on some things like, you know, I'm really good on exercise and nutrition, but to be honest, you know, it was the stress and sleep and self-care that I needed to focus on. You know, if stress is a number 10 on your scale, 
start at the start with one thing and I think that's the thing is you know I've done this workshop before where we've got people and they'll say I'm I'm terrible at all of them and if someone like that then tries to change everything in their life they're like right I need to eat better I've got to start exercising I've got to reduce yeah. stress I need to spend more time with self-care that just creates more stress in itself it's pressure yeah, yeah. I say to people, if there's one thing when you've done that that really stands out, like say, for example, if you go, you know what, my nutrition is really bad or my stress is really not good right now or my sleep is not good, pick one thing and just make one simple change. Because my favourite saying when it comes to health, and I learned this off my health coaching course, is small hinges swing big doors. And what, what is the best way to start with someone is pick one thing and work on that one thing and get that right. Because yeah. sometimes what happens is that one change can then have a ripple effect. So some, and, and it just depends. So often for people maybe where they're not exercising or they're not sleeping well, sometimes when you start with nutrition and maybe it might even be as simple as going, do you know what? I know I'm struggling with the three o'clock cravings, um, you know, and you know, I have a real crash and I'm using too much coffee. I'm just gonna start with having a healthy breakfast. That might be one thing that you change. Sometimes what happens then is someone starts eating a healthier breakfast. I've got a client I'm working with at the moment that's one change that we've made with him. You know, he gets up at quarter past five in the morning. He's at work at 5.45. Um, he's got four kids. He gets home from work at about 6.30. So for him, having breakfast in just one week has made a massive difference. He said, I find I get out of bed easier. I'm not snacking as much during the day. I've got more energy. Now, when that happens and you've got more energy, then maybe the thought of after work, perhaps, you know, going for a, a short walk becomes more appealing because you're not feeling like yeah. you've got no energy. And then you might sleep better because you haven't been drinking coffee all day to, you know, get through or making poor choices. It's amazing how much of a link there is between our, you know, our nutrition and sleep. Um, likewise, if, if, if you're someone who's getting five hours sleep a night, maybe it might be about saying, you know what, I'm going to make a commitment that I'll, go, I'll aim for six. You know, don't try and say eight because if, if for whatever reason you're not getting, you know, more than five hours sleep, make a small change um, and do that because sometimes then when people have had more sleep, then they might feel more inclined to, um, you know, actually do exercise if that's something that you, you're struggling with. So sometimes a change in one area can then have a ripple effect into another area. But if you can sort of work on that one small thing, get that good, then work on the next thing, get that nailed down, then work on the next thing. You know, it might even be, I'm, I'm not gonna have five cups of coffee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut down to, to three and I'm gonna replace two of those with something else. Just smart, start with small changes because small changes yeah. over time uh, there's a really my favorite book is Atomic Habits. Yes, I, I knew you were talking about that. <laughs> I was just going to get through a podcast without me. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I should get commission from James Clear from <laughs> every time I speak to someone. But it's a really great book, and and he uses that thing about yes. creating little changes because those little changes, if you keep stacking those habits over time, will result in you know big changes. I really love that. And I think in everything, it's not only in health but everywhere in your life, any kind of category that I agree just really small change start with small change because big change can be overwhelming and it's easy to give up on big change because we are 
sometimes not able to do that big step, you know, and it's easy to take small stuff. Yeah. I think the other thing I would just say, just a couple of things that I always say to people about, you know, whether it's exercise, nutrition, sleep, whatever, is, and that's where that whole mindset piece comes in, is, you know, people will always say, I'm too busy. Like, we do live a busy, a crazy lifestyle. But, you know, we can make time for the things that are important to us. Yes. I think that's the problem is for a lot of people, um, you know, particularly, you know, I hear it a lot of the time for people when it's, you know, exercise, I'm too busy at work, you know, got held up at work, then couldn't get to the gym or whatever. Um, we need to actually start to put boundaries around some of those things and say, like, this is actually really important to me. And make yeah. a commitment that I am going to leave work at 5.30, no matter what, and I am going straight to the gym. Um, we, we need to, we, we can make time for those Love things. It. It's a case, like for me, um, <laughs> scheduling in exercise like exercise is the one of the first things that goes in my diary every week there's some things that are fixed but there are other things that are a bit more fluid yeah. I'll, uh, those things i'll look at my week and i'll go right so i'm going to swim saturday afternoon this week or sunday morning like i always put those things in um, because if i don't it won't happen and for me those things are not negotiable unless there's you know some disaster so it's a little bit about you know managing your time and, and making choices to put those things in. It's the same with, you know, um, I find with food, you know, I got to it one week, I was at the supermarket every night because I would never resort to takeaway or Uber Eats during the week. Um, so I'd go to the, I'd still make a healthy meal, but it was like costing me time. It was costing me money. And I thought, you know what, like I've got to make time every weekend. Yeah. I make time to plan my meals for the week and get to the supermarket. And I find that yeah, as much as I'd rather be doing other things on the weekend, just going and, you know, having that preparation makes the whole week just run so much more smoothly. And I actually end up having more time because I'm not wasting time going to the supermarket every day. So there are just some little things I think around mindset is, you know, even just the things that we tell ourselves, um, you know, people go, oh, I can't, it's not possible. It is, um, you know, it is possible. You just have to make a choice to make it a priority. Yeah. I love that. And I, I agree. It, like we can, we can do if we want. I always said, when, when someone said they can't, I said, because you don't want, that's all. Yeah. That, that's all what it is. And it's our story we're creating in our head because it's all about our thinking. And we touched on that a lot of, lot of in this um, interview that is actually all about mindset. And I always said, what we see, what we live, it's all just our thinking. All we experience is our thinking, nothing else. I mean, if you can change that, I believe you can change habits and find a time. And it's funny that you said that everybody says it's busy and um, it's in our BNI group, it's really small, funny thing now. Nobody's actually mentioning busy. Nobody's <laughs> using that word. Because I one day I said, busy is actually a negative word because it says that you can't manage yourself and you're probably not that successful because being busy is not good. <laughs> and people just stop saying that because i said you know like you can you're scheduled you're probably occupied you do what you love but if you're busy that's probably not the right thing because you don't want to run business or run your life being busy like that's not how you want to have your life why you know why and it's also i guess avoidance technique and i always said you're avoiding something maybe you're avoiding that gym maybe you're avoiding that exercise and see yourself you know in the gym sweaty and <laughs> That means it, it can be a lot of different things. And I love that. That's 
Yeah, that's a really good one, good way of looking at it. Yeah. I think the other thing too is when people say it's not possible, I say, well, what could make it possible? And sometimes it might be that people need support. It might be that they need some accountability. Sometimes it's budgetary. Like I was talking to a lady yesterday who really wanted to get back into exercise and, you know, money is very, very tight. Yeah. And I just said, is there any way within your current budget, so not spending money, is there any way you could find some ways that, some money could be reallocated that you could actually invest in going. She wanted to go to the swimming pool, but she also wanted to go to the gym. And she said, like, I do waste a lot of money on arts and crafts and things. And um, <laughs> I waste a lot of money on food, like, because yeah. she'll go and just buy, just buy all random stuff from the supermarket and then throw yeah. half out because she hasn't planned what <laughs> making it. So I think even just when we think something's not possible, just thinking, well, what what could be possible like with that client I was talking about with the exercise before with his schedule and four kids you know on the weekend and this is where it can be really challenging for men and women is you know when we're we're really flat out during the week because we work long hours and we've got those demands and so on it you know sometimes you might feel guilty to go and spend an hour at the gym on the weekend or going you know doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing for, for movement um, but sometimes it might be a case of saying to the family, look, this is really important to me for my health. You know, I'm just going to get up and go and do this um, on a Saturday morning, but I'll be back and, you know, we'll spend the rest of the weekend together. Or it might be finding, for him, it was finding a way that he could actually incorporate the movement with family time. So, you know, we ended up saying, well, on a Sunday, instead of sitting at the soccer game, walk around the oval um, while the kids are playing soccer. Um, you know, they're building a house. So I said, walk to and from the house. It's only a kilometre from where they live yeah. and get the kids to jump on their bike and, and ride with you. You know, it, it's about finding ways that you can do things um, within, you know, your existing constraints because it is possible. You just have to find a way. Yeah, I agree. That's really good. I think that was great at the end. Like, all that find a way. Just, just find a way. <laughs> I think you say so many things. I will probably need to go back and listen to that again because there was so many amazing things around mindset and tips and and definitely just like small thing that we need to change when you said like just small habits, small thing that we can implement into our life. I love that you mentioned your categories. Just have a look on all categories of healthy lifestyle and, and really keep that holistic. Just really understand that it's not just to eat, like eating right, but it's also moving sleeping and managing managing the stress and all that stuff i think that's really already already amazing i think we touched on a lot of topics but at the end i'll probably ask ask you to share because i know you run amazing workshops um is that your health lunch maybe if you can tell us something about that and tell us when is your workshop or next workshop and uh when where people can find you yeah so um i've got a business with a colleague called the health lounge and we run workshops. We run predominantly. We run our workshops at Horizon Yoga in Cottesloe. Uh, so we do um, create your own health blueprint, which is actually looking at those different aspects of health and you know creating a plan you know around your own health, depending on where you're starting now. We do um, creating a healthy gut. That one's called the Good Gut Guide. Um, we do do a couple more women focused, so um, healthy hormones for women, but also for men as well. Uh, and we do a managing menopause yeah. naturally. And we've got our stress less live more. So they're sort of five workshops that we run at Horizon Yoga. We often will do free workshops um, during the week that people can come along to. We run those for corporates as well if people are interested in doing something in the wellness space for their 
um, employees. And then, um, yeah, so they can jump onto the Health Lounge online and have a look um, at our workshops there, or they can jump onto my website, which is just having a little bit of a revamp at the moment, um, and try and link everything up. So just um, SharonGleason.com. Awesome. I will definitely share all your information that people can find you uh, in our description. Because they will be able to connect with you. And I would like to say thank you. Thank you so much for actually spending almost hour, more than hour with me. It's awesome. And I believe this uh, podcast will serve everyone who needs to do or make a little bit of change in their lifestyle. And I believe we will start to build these people that actually have a lot of energy. They really feel great. And they can actually help other people, maybe their kids or partners to feel great as well. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Actually, just one little thing I'll touch on is um, that's something that drives me is um, the the role model that parents are setting for their kids. Um, Sort of mentioned something there that I would have loved to have said, which, um, and that's, that's important because kids are watching what you're doing and those habits that they form early in life are things that they will revert back to later. So um, yeah, that, that's something that's a big driver for me is, you know, healthy parents are going to help set, you know, a healthy future for yeah. you know, the generations to come. And it's so important because kids will do exactly what you do when you're shopping for alcohol and you're shopping for chips all the time or you're spending, you know, time in the line on in McDonald's. I can't I still can't believe how that those fast foods are full all the time. And yeah, if you will do that, your kids definitely going to do the same. And it's all nice. I like that. That's a great message. Definitely. Yeah. Let's create that example and, and lead your kids by example. That means you do not not helping yourself, but also, also your kids and others. Thank well, you. There's a statistic that says that, um, you know, there's concern that our children won't outlive their parents' generation because of childhood obesity. Um, and that's alarming it is and it's scary and I saw so many families I don't even want to go there there will be another probably conversation (laughs) but yeah I I saw so many people they're actually happy to see this really really big kid that it looks so unhealthy is not happy almost can't walk and and still feeding them with sweet drinks soft drinks and and giving you know kids something that are just just be quiet just go go there and and play with your chocolate or I just, I can't believe that. That means hopefully world, or I, I would say Australia will wake up because I think it's a big, big problem in, in, U, in the US and Australia mostly. And yeah, hopefully you will make a lot of change and fingers crossed. I definitely will have you again, probably on my podcast because it, it's yeah. great conversation. Oh, yeah. about and, and I love to talk about that because I believe it's very important. And like you said, it's all linked. That means if you want to be healthy, here in brain and actually think positively and avoid depressions and all that that can actually happen to us and anxieties we actually need to change the food that means that's, that's a whole nother topic of conversation yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it next time connection between the gut and brain and our yeah. mental health is massive but yeah. yeah okay next time we will we will arrange this topic because i think that's really important yeah, yeah. awesome um, thank you very much have a lovely thank day you so much, Ellie. thanks bye yeah.